Today's episode of Titus and Tate is brought to you by Discover, and now a message from Discover about rewards. If you're a loyal credit card customer, you should be rewarded for your loyalty, preferably with something that's useful, like Cashback Match, for instance. Discover matches all the cashback you've earned at the end of your first year. Finally, rewards that make sense. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. On today's episode of Titus and Tate, 2022 is here, Tate, which means the countdown. The countdown has officially begun. We are 10 weeks, less than 10 weeks, actually, uh, from Selection Sunday. How does that sound? Sounds wild. Yeah. Honestly, I looked at my phone. You know, every year, like in school, you would write the new date, maybe like the first three or four times yep. you would write, you know, the year before. But when I looked at my notes and it said 2022, <laughs> it did not seem real. You know what I mean? What year does it feel like to you? I'd say like 2017, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I'm five years behind. I think I froze in 2018. I tried to like stay yeah. in that time. It's not going well for you. Four years later. Yeah. Uh, we are also 13 weeks away from crowning a new national champion, Tate. Or are we? Because Ooh. we might be crowning the exact same national champion we crowned last year. Baylor uh, beat Iowa State over the weekend. Uh, the first like real road test for Baylor. Apologies to Oregon, but your team's a fraud this year. Um, oh. So Baylor's first like tough test. Yes. Uh they passed as the number one team in the as country. the number one team in the country. Yeah, with that pressure. They passed with flying colors, beat Iowa State. They are very, very good. We're gonna talk about Baylor a little bit today. I imagine. I imagine it'll it'll come up. Uh also we, we we'll try. We also gotta talk about the big news, which I should have led with this. Josh Pastner brought the face shield back. Of course, the welder is back, folks. Oh my god. That is the number one. That is the headline of the day. And guess where he starts? In Cameron Indoor. Coach K farewell tour has the welder because Coach K said, I need the stars to come out. Let's go. Josh Pastner is coming to Cameron He's, he's bringing it back. Uh, yes. Also, speaking of things being back, Memphis basketball is back to <laughs> not being as dead as we thought, but they're still... How far... <laughs> How do we measure this? Is it I like, are we measuring? Uh, where's the integrity meter? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Where, where's Memphis? I'm so lost on how dead Memphis is. Uh, when at Wichita State, has everyone, uh, they follow. Blowout. They blow out Wichita State right after they lose to Tulane. To, to so the, the ride is is nowhere near being over. Uh, we're going to talk about Memphis, I'm sure, a little bit. Villanova won at Seton Hall. There's a lot to get to. But first, Woody Durham. All right, uh, before we get started, I just want to point out, we're recording this. Um, Purdue and, and Wisconsin just tipped off. Yes, uh, we, two we, ranked teams in the Big Ten. We had to do the show. Andy Katz is on the screen right now. Oh, dude, should we just like start talking to him and see if he talks back to us? <laughs> Text him right <laughs> now, see if he looks at his we're ear. In his, we're, we're in his earpiece. <laughs> <laughs> you can just hear us. Uh, we, we had to do the show at this time, so un unfortunately, Purdue and Wisconsin are playing, so we're probably not going to talk a lot about Purdue and Wisconsin. So, uh, but also... I don't think I don't think we need to worry about it because Purdue's at home. Also, Wisconsin. We just talked about it. Yeah, we did just talk about. It. But yeah. Wisconsin, they don't play good enough defense to slow down Purdue's offense. When Purdue's at home, they they they're unstoppable. It's Purdue's going to win easily. Nothing can go wrong. So it's not it's not going to be a game we're going to need to talk about anyway. So Coach Titus, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's cheering as he's listening. Tied up right eight now. To, eight to eight. No, it's eight six. 
Oh, eight six. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it's my eight, eyes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I I wanted to get it out of in front of that. So when Wisconsin twenty twenty two when Brad Davison takes a a charge that is horribly called mm. at the buzzer on Jaden Ivy. <laughs> And everyone's like, why did you guys not mention that? That's why. Uh, we'll talk about that next show. Uh, anyway, how are the holidays, Tate? It's been a while since we've been in the studio, and uh, we're back. We're back in studio. It is 2022. How are we feeling? It's, it's I, I honestly, on, on emotions right now. Yeah, I mean, I think I had a great break. Went back to North Carolina, saw the family. You know, I yeah. went to, uh, you know, the App State game with my brother. Got to see North the Carolina. Carolina App State Yeah, exactly. Got to see that in person. You know, that was my last basketball game. And then things kind of shut down again. Uh, but we kind of, you know, hunkered down together, had a beautiful time, uh, went down to the beach, you know, did all did all the North Carolina things and watched some good basketball. Yesterday, as I was driving back, North Carolina blew out Boston College. I would have never guessed that? that that happened. But then I saw Brad Stevens was there. Was he really? Yeah. Shut up. Are you, yes. are you messing with me? No, you're shook right now. Because Brad are you Stevens, serious? Why would he go see Boston College play North Carolina unless he wanted to see North Carolina to see what's going on, to check in? To get a pulse of the nation. So Are this you Matt, serious? <laughs> I am serious. Was he, I knew you would be shook by this. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing other than scouting North Carolina. He's a asshole, man. He was cheering for No. He, he, did he have his no. face painted for BC or anything? He was sitting in the BC section, but, I mean, he had a Carolina blue shirt on. <laughs> no, he did. Shut up, dude. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> don't you dare. <laughs> this is not how we're starting 2022. Don't, don't so I don't know. I mean, it was weird to me, but uh, yeah. So that Carolina, when Brad Stevens was in the building, North Carolina is a plus thirty team. I went back. Uh, I went back to Indiana for Christmas. It's the first time I've been back. Uh, uh, back home. Uh, to you Indiana. drove across the. Country. I did. Yeah. I did. It was- you did the real trek. I, I didn't love that we did it, but uh, we we had to because I I didn't want to ask anybody to watch Moses over the holidays. Um, and Moses is an older dog, and I didn't want to. I did I like I had a lot of people like just fly with him, just tell him to just put a no. thing on him that says he's a he's a CNI dog or something. I'm like what? That's, if you could fly private, fraud. you know what fraud. I mean. I'm not trying to commit fraud. I'm I'm the fraud guy. I know I do the fraud power rankings, but I'm not trying to You could never put Moses under the plane. Yeah, I, could you yeah, imagine yeah. that? Yeah. And I couldn't I'm not going to put him in the plane with I'm not going to like buy a seat for my dog. So anyway, I was like I I I have to take the dog. And I was so desperate to 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 just get home for Christmas uh cuz I haven't been I haven't been back to Indy for Christmas for like 3 or 4 or 5 years something like that. So I was like screw it. I'm doing it. My, I have I have two young uh nieces, two young nephews that were yeah. going to be there. I was like I got to get back home. By any means necessary, we drove but the whole point of bringing that up was uh, you bringing up Brad Stevens is I I I had my moments as I was driving around Indy because I, um, I when you're, when you're coming into to Brownsburg where I'm from and, and you're coming from the west, uh, you're, you're on 70 there and there's the exit for Greencastle and you see the signs for DePaul University where where Brad mm-hmm. went and then you're going into Brownsburg and there's signs for Zionsville which is up the way which is where Brad from and I just I had the moment where I was like Macho Man Randy Savage you know the the meme of Macho Man just looking off into the distance all that. That was me. I was just like sitting on my front porch, just staring into the direction of Zionsville, and then turning to Greencastle, and I'm just like, "This hurts. This is, this this hurt." And then and then we sit down. And the first thing you say to me is, "Brad Stevens is uh, going uh, thinking about North Carolina. Carolina. <laughs> He's thinking about it. That's devastating." Jim, did you uh did you go to Donda the Donda game that that we were thinking you were going to? And, uh, no. That, well, there was one in New York I did not get to go to, and there was one here that, no, I didn't get to go to that. That's either. great. That's great. And I was supposed to go to the John Wall Holiday Invitational. That was going to be my plan to see, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Emmanuel, who we were excited about. 
didn't go because of COVID. Oh. And, uh, you know, there was a fight that broke out. So I would have oh, really? been there. Yeah, it was like, it was a huge fight. They had to close, you know, shut That would have been cool. We are. No, it would have been there. We so are, that one actually existed as opposed to the ones I was <laughs> yeah, trying to go yeah. to that weren't They played. Happening. I mean, I guess they fought, but they played a little bit. Yeah. They're just using stock footage for those Donda things. Oh, yeah. It's just like from Getty Images. CGI. There's fake people. Yeah. <laughs> I think all the kids show up separately and shoot on a green screen. Oh, man. We we are the hardest working uh, show in, in show business. That, we that, still that, do we, we shows almost, over we, the break. We wanted to go. Wasn't that we, crazy? That, this is the first year that we just did regular shows. Yeah, we, just kept, we just kept going. Because it was during the weekend. And it's, um, the, I mean, it's the thought that counts. We yeah. thought about going. We thought about going to. You know? Yeah. No, we acknowledge it. We speak your name. <laughs> Donda Academy. We speak your name. <laughs> um, I want to. So let's talk about Baylor. Because uh, Baylor beat Iowa State. I think that was the game of the weekend. And maybe I I, I kind of want to go on a rant about uh, this game before we talk about what actually happened in this game because mm. I, I I could not believe I was like dumbfounded that this game happened on New Year's Day, Tate. I, yeah, I, it, was, I it wasn't a primetime slot. I saw it coming. Basketball. Like I saw the schedule. Like, okay, Baylor, Iowa State, that's going to happen in like three days. It made mm-hmm. sense to me that they were playing it on a Saturday. It all checked out. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up on, on January 1. And I turn my TV to football because it's January one, and it's literally as the, is tradition. The most yeah. if if you're picking one day of the calendar that is college football day mm-hmm. every single year, no matter what. Like I mean, obviously there are certain Saturdays, but like those Saturdays change. The one day that never changes is January first. That's college football bowl day. We know this, and for whatever reason, number one Baylor is playing on the road at Hilton Coliseum against number what were they seven, eight, eight, eight? eleven, Iowa eight State, 11. number eight Iowa State. Uh, I've never been to Hilton Coliseum, by the way. I, I I have heard great things. I've heard it is it is an insane place to play. Um, it is insane for a big game. I don't know what the bathrooms are like. I I would love to check them out someday. But I've heard it's, I've heard it's a great arena. So you have Ames, Iowa, great place. You have the number one team in the country going Home into this, of Harrison Barnes. this hostile environment that you can feel through the TV as you're watching this game, and it is on ESPNU tape. It is on the exact same. Game. <laughs> I mean, just saying. No, I mean, just, yeah, no. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It, it was on ESPNU. The halftime show was a was a film segment that they showed twice. They didn't even talk about the game because it was just like, a, all right, buying and selling. Amani Bates, what are we doing, fellas? And then it's like, oh, buy, and, and you're like, why am I watching this for for a top ten matchup? Two undefeated teams playing. Yes. Um. So I, I first of all I understand why ESPN put it on ESPNU because it's it's bowl season it's you you have all these other games going on uh, that that people care about more I I am I was just like pulling my hair out because why is this game going on on January first up against all these games and you know what really like set me off <laughs> I got fired up about You're this set off Villanova Seton Hall the other great game from the weekend that I had circled to watch was at the exact same time Tate yes. The exact same time. So you had to make a choice. I mean, so I flicked back and even forth. Even if you wanted to watch college basketball over college football, which is already a massive ask of, of people who are college sports fans. Yeah. No, this, this is the day that people were tweeting college football greater than college basketball. This is when college basketball is taking, you know, hit after hit. Hit after hit after hit. And, 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 and you hurt yourself by throwing your number one team out there and you're letting people ignore them. On ESPNU? On ESPNU. What are what the hell is going on at the exact same time? And, and, and it dawned on me that uh, this is not an original idea, but it's an idea that I would like to throw my weight behind, that we need a college basketball czar. We need the guy that's like, this is a bad <laughs> idea, that looks at the schedule and is like, mm-hmm. we have two good games this weekend. First of all, we're not playing them on January 1st. That's moronic. Let's not do that. Number two, if we must, if we have to, for whatever reason, just 
for for the for COVID because I don't I don't know pick a reason like we had we we arrived at this point they must be played on January first maybe stagger them I understand that the 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 Villanova Seton Hall game is on CBS it's competing networks it's whatever but this is my point Tate we need like somebody that's like this is someone all a bad idea net, yeah above the network above the fray someone yeah. that just says this is that just pops into the room and it's like bad idea fix this now and then walks out Condoleezza right yes I think so I think you're onto something the only answer we we. The reason I'm, I think I'm so mad is because this this season, coming into this season, I thought it was going to be the best season of college basketball we've had in a while. <laughs> I think that every year, granted. I do think that every year. Yes. But with all the guys we had coming back. Um, with, Last year was better than expected. I think, yeah. you know what I mean? We, we had to remember it like that. You know, we, had, <laughs> we did great. And then now we're finding our footing again and we're getting back. You know. I thought that this year with with all the guys coming back, with UCLA yes. was an awesome story. Yes. Uh Purdue was supposed to be very good, obviously. Gonzaga almost won the title, lost it in the end, but now they're gonna be the number one team. Coach K. Coach K. There were so many things to get excited about. The season starts. The non conference schedule was awesome. We had awesome. great games. Yes. Left and right. Yes. Purdue loses on a Euro step half court shot. Gonzaga Duke was a great game. Ohio State beats Duke. You know, on down the line, there were great games. the 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 UConn Auburn game was great, and and uh, the the Kentucky Carolina got postponed. <laughs> yes, yeah, that never happened. <laughs> um, all these games were great. We had a ton of momentum, and then COVID cancels like everything. Every single team, it feels like, just goes on a pause, and suddenly college basketball just doesn't exist for like yeah. fifteen days or something. I don't, I don't know, but anyway, the the, the we, we get our legs as as a college basketball community, we get our legs cut out from under us. We're 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 lost at sea. We're just trying to like get the the attention the 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 tension of the country, the the gravitas <laughs> of the season back. Tate, mm-hmm. you you look at your calendar. You say, "Oh my God, this could be it." Number one Baylor going on the road to Hilton Coliseum, a place that's tough to win. When Iowa State's good, tough to win in there. Tate, Iowa State is good this year, undefeated, twelve and zero versus twelve and zero, defending national champions. The start of Big Twelve season. On ESPNU, up against bowl season, coming up next. And you're like, what the hell is happening? What, how, is, how could this possibly happen? And anyway, I got fired up about that. So, And then the game was kind of boring, too. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, dude. You're, you're supposed to say the game was awesome and nobody, no, I mean, nobody watched. That, that was like that, that was the worst part about it. You know what I mean? I, I feel, honestly, your selling point right there was more exciting than anything that was happening really in the game. And that's my problem with Baylor. I mean, Baylor... You're bored with Baylor? I'm not bored with Baylor. I'm just saying oh, Baylor, no. I'll say this. If there's an athletic program you look at in the country right now and you're saying, I'm envious of Baylor in football, mm-hmm. you know, obviously beating Lane Kiffin and then number one team in basketball, basketball. defending national champs. So they're doing really they're, well. They're like women's basketball. They're good they're at everything. Good. They're, they're good at everything. And that's another thing, yeah. another L for the atheists. You know what I mean? Because Baylor <laughs> is a huge Baptist school. <laughs> Get rid of the blue bloods and new bloods on the set. Put, put atheists. <laughs> versus God. Versus God. <laughs> and God just, God has the infinity symbol. Yeah, yes. And with the way we keep the tallies is just the atheists just keep going in the negative. And every time he gets a point, it like does like, it spins like eight like Kobe and then yeah. back to the infinity. Um, yeah, I, I mean, that I want Baylor to to take that limelight and to run with it, but it doesn't feel like America wants to buy in. But again, this game is on New Year's Day, so no one even knows that it happened. I even saw PTI, they were talking about it, and they were like, yeah, I watch football. Yeah. You know, I, like, yeah. you know, it's January 1st. I watch football. I didn't see the game. If, That's what they both said. They, said. they both talked about a game that they didn't even see, and even if they had seen it, you know, it didn't, you, you would have been like, can I just go back to the football? You know, yeah. it didn't feel right. 
You're right. We need a czar. We need a czar. It, 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 we're, we're in an era now where... The, you came in today. First thing you said, we haven't seen each other since Christmas break. You said, I got a rant. I, I want to rant. Mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I, I because like it. We're, we're, we're in an era now where the, the facade has been dropped. It is, Drop it, it. is it is no longer amateur sports as we know. We're, we're, <laughs> this, is a, this is a big business. They, it has been that forever, but like now it's, it's very... Uh, it's, it's out in front of your face that like this is a, this is a business we're trying to run here. So why don't we get somebody to actually make these decisions? College, college basketball is, so college, college football is the same way, but like college sports are, are a, a, a dog sled, Tate, that like should be all, everyone should be pulling in the same direction and we can make that sled go, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone's just pulling in different directions at all times with college basketball and it drives me nuts. The, 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 the networks, the individual schools, the scheduling, you get like, someone needs to step in and just tell Eric Musselman, like you have to schedule better in the non-conference. You have to. And I know they're going to Maui next year, but he was the first one that came to mind. So I'm sorry, Arkansas fans. But like I said, know. we need a czar that does that. It's like all you SEC teams that don't play anybody in non-conference, no, stop it. Play somebody. I don't know. What about Duke? Duke, you're on the road in the non-conference. <laughs> Duke, you have to play on the road. You step in, you say, fix, you, you go up to John Shire, you say, fix this. And then you walk out. I'll be that guy if, if that's what we have to, to do. To get I wonder like, if Duke will play a road game in the ACC. I think that those are all protocol <laughs> games. Oh man, you're right though. I mean, this is a good rant. It I mean, is because this was a moment for America to fall in love with Baylor, and like I said, I mean, never mind Baylor. Just like getting the juice back with college basketball yeah. as a whole. Like we we need to get the juice back. The 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 juice was lost, man. The Ohio State beat Duke, and it's like the world ended. And I don't understand what happened. Bring the juice back. Bring the juice back. Bring. Where is the juice? <laughs> 2022. Where is the, the juice? juice? Is loose. <laughs> the juice is loose. Go get the juice. Jim's got that poster at his house. <laughs> That's one of the best posters. What's, what's the poster? He has a poster of OJ Simpson, the juices loose back when he was on the Buffalo Bills. I mean, it's like the size of this table. It's unbelievable. We had it in the office once upon a time. Yeah. It's, a great, it's a great poster. I still haven't hung it up. I don't know where to put it. I don't know how popular over your bed. Go over. Yeah. yeah what, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a conversation. So put it over your toilet. That's it a conversation. The bathroom. It's too big. No, it's too big. Oh, really? It's massive. <laughs> it's probably taller than OJ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about Baylor. Right, let's talk about the actual game. Uh, you, you, you threw out the idea. Baylor's boring. I don't know if no. you want to walk that back. <laughs> you want to? Uh... Baylor's not boring. I'm just saying this game was boring. This game was not. Just didn't. I mean, I guess it was defensive battle ish. I mean, it was 77 72. Yeah. But I was. score State. looks like it would be a really close, like, yeah. you know, you'd bite your nails. But it felt like Baylor had control from the jump. Yeah. I don't think they were really concerned in this game. And Baylor's got a lot of. I mean, obviously we know this, but they got a lot of depth, especially, you know, in this game, you could see it showcase. And then James Akinjo is just like. He's like an additive plus. He's like a yeah. separate entity on this Baylor team. You know what I mean? And, I mean, they're going to be a tough out in the tournament. I'm excited to see when they get actually pressed. You I, know what I mean? I, I hear what you're saying about it being boring only in this sense that, uh, <laughs> the, like, Iowa State hung around enough to make it seem like they it might was a have close a game. chance. But, it, yeah. like, you were actually locked in on the game. You knew Baylor was kind of in control the whole time. And it was interesting when they would cut to the crowd, the Hilton Coliseum crowd, and you could see, like, half the people – we're like, oh my God, we're right there. We can yeah. do this. If we get a string together, like an 8-0 run here, and then mm-hmm. the other half of the people are like, damn, damn we're going to lose this game, aren't we? We're so close, yeah. but we're definitely going to lose, yeah. aren't we? 
Exactly. We, the only way we can win is if we string together an 8-0 run. It's definitely <laughs> he, not happening. Yeah, it's not uh, happening today. Iowa State went 1-14 for 14 from the three-point line. Baylor's defense is 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 incredible. And with that, I think I'm ready to say this. This is this is the big news on the show. I'm, I'm starting out 2022 with this. I think I'm officially ready to wonder aloud. I don't have this opinion yet. I'm just ready to, to think out loud into this microphone if this Baylor team is, in fact, better than last year's Baylor team. I'm ready to have the the thought about no. starting the conversation. No. You're not ready to get there. I they're not. They're definitely better defensively. They're better they might be better, better defensively, defensively, but they're but I don't even think I'd say that. They are better defensively. Those three guards they had last year. I know. Well, so they, so, they don't have anything. Well, this, like this is that. why it's interesting, is because it feels so dirty come when you say it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Feels wrong. Come get dirty with me, Tate. <laughs> I'm ready to get dirty, dude. I, I don't I can't uh, say that. Baylor, they they <laughs> this year they just like I think last year's guards obviously are better. That's that, of course. I, that's that's, un, that's not debatable. That that the guard they had last year, the uh, uh, Butler, Teague, Mitchell are better than Akinjo and and Flagler and Cryer. Like th- those dudes are good. Don't get me wrong. Baylor's guards this year are very very good. Last year's guards were they won them a national championship. Yes. Uh, so I I don't think the guards are better. I'll, and and certainly Mark Vital and Davion Mitchell were elite elite top caliber individual defenders. I think the difference with this Baylor team, Tate, is they have length on the wing and that they did not have last year. They have athleticism on the wing that they did not have last year. Uh, Flo Thamba has gotten so much better. He's yes. a better interior presence defensively. But uh, the, the 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 freshmen, Sohan and uh, Kendall Brown, with Matthew Meyer getting more minutes, those dudes are all like 6'7", six, 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, they, they didn't have those guys a lot. Like, Meyer came off the bench a little bit, but they didn't have... They had, like, all the the smaller guards, and then they have, like, Chamwa Chachua and... and Thamba, but they didn't have like the intermediate dudes with the long wingspans that were out there just disrupt disrupting everything. They have three of those guys this year, and I think they're better defensively because of it. That's my that's where I'm at, and yeah. they're not better offensively. the The guard play is not going to be quite as good because like how could it be? Can't be. But I think I'm ready to wonder aloud if maybe it's time to potentially start to have the conversation of maybe potentially someday this Baylor team having a chance at one day possibly. Being better than last year. Mm. Your thoughts? I'm, well, I mean, I'm interested. Obviously, when Baylor goes to Kansas, that'll be a game that that'll I think be, will be a yeah. real test for them. They play Alabama at Alabama, or maybe it's a neutral site game, but that's January 29th. So that'll be. Oh, is that the the SEC uh, Big the, Twelve? Yeah, exactly. The, that's like the midseason challenge. Depends on what. That's a way. That's at Alabama. It's at Alabama. That's uh depends on what Alabama team shows up, I guess, but. The good that, Alabama will show that, up. Those, that's what I'm looking forward to, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's why this game, to me, was just kind of like, meh, because it didn't feel like we got to see them press a little bit. And I want to see what this team... I, they could go back-to-back, and it'd be a totally different team, which would be wild. And I think that would speak even more to yeah. Scott Drew being a good coach. You know what I mean? Like, this is a confirmed, stamped, not even a question mark anymore. We have to talk about Scott Drew being coach of the year. We have to talk about... This Baylor team in general, because dynasty. they are, they, yeah, are they <laughs> dynasty? That's the next question, dude. If, if Scott Drew winning the national championship wasn't enough for you to to definitively think he was a good coach, I think the fact that we're kind of bored with them, or yeah, like, like the fact that they went on the road against a twelve and zero team that was ranked eighth in the country. I think it's going to be a lo- a long run of Baylor basketball too. Yeah. I mean, I think like like settle in, strap in, you know, like we're gonna Scott Drew's going to be around and Baylor basketball is going to be around and that new arena. They're trying to recreate a Cameron indoor atmosphere. You know what I mean? And like I said before, God is on their side. I mean, good luck. 
I mean, that that's it's a great point. I mean, Penny's shaking about this. You know what I mean? He's like, how do I, how do I get in on that? How do I get there? But Scott Drew's legit, man. I mean, this is, this is the conversation we should be having, but they're just kind of, you know, they're just there. I mean, it, it, it was, it was the, the, the lead up to the season kind of uh, hinted at not, I get, I, I got to stop saying that people find Baylor boring because they, they they do not play boring at all. What they find is like there there's the sense of inevitability when uh, that was certainly the case against yeah. Iowa State that you're like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna convince myself that there's something interesting going on here in terms of like an upset brewing <laughs> until I've, I'm given a reason to. And Baylor kind of never gave me a reason to, even though you look up and the score would be a six point game or whatever. You're like I I I still trust that Baylor's gonna pull this out, which again is insane, dude. I'm telling you, I remember <laughs> the the days of like. The exact opposite happening with Scott Drew were not that long ago. No. It wasn't that long ago when Baylor would be up eight with three minutes. But and again, you'd be, you'd be calling your friend, you're like, again, Baylor's going to screw this up. They're going to screw this up. Get, get to ESPN. 22. I know. It's you know crazy. what I mean? Um, but but uh, the the <laughs> leading into the season, Baylor won the national championship. But we joked about this all offseason and in the preseason about all the talk being about Gonzaga because Gonzaga got Chet Holmgren. Gonzaga was the number one team in the country. Drew Timmy's back. Baylor beaten Gonzaga. Baylor brought back enough for us to like, like, I mean, for God's sakes, they were ranked, I think, eighth in the preseason poll. It wasn't yeah. like this came out of nowhere. Like people knew Baylor was going to be good this year. But still, eighth was disrespectful, it was disrespectful in hindsight. But nobody was talking about Baylor. Like no, nobody, nobody that's what I'm saying. Nobody even talked about them winning the they national need, title. They need they need a PR. They need just some sort of campaign nationally to get people to understand what's going on here. You know what I mean? I think those yeah. three guards last year did it a little bit especially with Davion Mitchell going to the NBA and everyone's like off night, you know, now everyone's kind of tipping the cap to Baylor and their defense. And that's good, but we, they still need, but none of those guys that were that forward facing are there anymore. So they need someone to get people talking about that. Do you think there's a world where, uh, Baylor and Akinjo doesn't help because he's played at every school in the NCAA. Yeah. You know what I mean? No one's like well, seeing him and thinking of Baylor. I'm trying to think if, if Baylor can win their way into, uh, having the the pizzazz nationally, like how like what is how, how many national titles do they have to win to move the needle for people? <laughs> I think if they I think if they want to get this if year, they win people, this year, that'll people do are, it. Yeah, people or at least even make the final four. People are like, okay, because we have to talk about Baylor. Say what you want, like if 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 it's like obviously Duke is the Duke, bad example. Duke and Kentucky are are the the top two brands in terms of of attracting eyeballs, but. <laughs> it, it, it's indefensible to have the number one team on the in the country undefeated, defending national champions, and it not be everywhere playing on ESPNU. Yeah, with the taped halftime segment against the top ten team that's undefeated. If this was Duke, let's say if this was that's Coach what I'm K saying. Like, there's no way they're coming off a title. Team. No, I mean this... they're bumping the Rose Bowl and putting it on ESPNU, <laughs> so Duke could be. They say the Rose Bowl is a meaningless game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They opt out. ESPN at the last second is like, we opt out of the Rose Bowl. We're, uh, we're, opting, into crazy. The, we're opting into the, the Coach K farewell tour. Congratulations, by the way, Rose Bowl champion. I got a slogan they could use. What's that? Baylor basketball, get truce to it. <laughs> they need something. No, I know. They need a gimmick. <laughs> yeah. They need like Uncle Drew, you know what I mean? They need Scott Drew to like do like a Uncle Drew like type situation where he's schooling kids, you know what I mean? Like he's really good at basketball yeah. himself and he creates like a character. Only plays away games. Yeah. <laughs> I think he only plays away games. 
I think you're. I think you might be onto something. I think it starts with Scott Drew. I think Scott Drew is a little too. Uh, we need to know more other than God. two shoes. Yeah. Like, yeah, he changed his name. God, that's all we have. Legally changed his he name. Should to legally something change more badass. Yeah, yeah. Maybe just Scotty Youngblood. <laughs> that's a good one. Scotty Youngblood. Scotty Youngblood. <laughs> Coach Youngblood's. He's a son of a <laughs> man. Yeah, we got to do something. We, we got to really. We got to. Extreme makeover coach edition with Scott Drew. I think you're right. I think it starts at the top. I think uh, Scott Drew is is has trickled down his boringness through mm-hmm. the program. Where like I mean we we I don't know Baylor fans don't care. They're winning. That's awesome. Of course, I'm just trying to figure. It's like it's so confounding that we're I, in a I'm saying how do they get more of America to watch right. and care and to be invested with them? Right, and, and not say. I I don't care. It must be a bad year. Baylor's winning or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we don't want those because it's of not even. We want them to buy in and say, "Wow, I got to watch Baylor. They're amazing." The Big Twelve is the best conference in college basketball. Dang! Too. Now you're saying it. But uh, it's so weird because it's not like Baylor's playing in and a, a shitty conference and it's no. Like, and they have Kansas. It doesn't make any sense. They have a blue blood. Doesn't make any sense. They need to. They need to strengthen the rivalry with Kansas. I think you know so. I mean? Well, that, it starts with Scott Drew. He's got to talk shit. You yeah, got to talk shit about. He's got to say like, you can't yeah. sit here and and praise people. That's not what. No, false. Stop praise. Stop saying nice things <laughs> to people. Be a dick. <laughs> That's what we need. And it's honestly, and then be a dick like behind closed doors, even and like get, get some rumors floating and get some stir well, up some shit and then like get in front of cameras like Bruce Pearl and say character counts and then like we get to like decide which guy is this guy and like figure and we and we remember what he did to Mark Few. He got close to him. Yes. He little fingered him. Yeah. He got close wait, to him. Wait a second. <laughs> well, you know, if second. you watch Game, Game of Thrones. Hey, you know he I mean? did what? He got close to this man. He played he pickleball with him. him. He learned the secrets. Finger. He made him feel like he was obviously going to beat his team. And then he yeah. just he he sandbagged him basically. And that and he got the national championship. So I, I want to give him that credit because I think he is a gangster. You know what I mean? In the same way that Will Wade is a gangster, I think Scott Drew deep down is a gangster. But we gotta make he, sure he people did, know that. He did uh Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley. He finessed him. Like, let's play golf, let's be golf yeah. buddies, let's yeah. be friends, and then yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I hear that. Uh, do you believe in Iowa State at all? It's a fun story, right? Iowa State. I think it's is, a great story. Yeah. I mean, what do we mean believe? I think number eight's a little high for them. I feel like they're they're a top twenty team, top twenty five team. I think their defense is great. Uh, uh, Kalsher played horribly in this game. They, they they have a they have a team full of transfers, so like that's the that's the makeup of this Iowa State team. So if you've paid zero attention to Iowa State basketball this year, last year they were two and twenty two. Granted, they were the best two loss team in the history of college or two Ever. two win team. I'm sorry, in the history of college basketball, they almost beat Baylor last year too. So hang that banner. Yeah, we back to back years of almost honestly, in my Baylor. mind, I count that as a win. So <laughs> three wins. Uh they're horrible. Um TJ Altsenberger gets hired in the offseason. Uh just basically just the entire team is transferred. They just he he brings every I think they have the the, the big dude on Iowa State is the one guy they kept, but they, they brought in a bunch of dudes. Uh uh Brockington from Penn State and and Kalsher from Minnesota um are the two that stood out to me because I'm a Big Ten guy. But um I don't know. They they play great defense. I I think like they're they're obviously a good team. I felt like number eight was a little high. I think like it was like inertia from beating Memphis when we thought Memphis was good. Plus we love the story. And then it just, the, yeah. Plus the story is great because it's a it's a very fast turnaround. But I I just wanted to point out that the, the reason I brought up the, tra- the brought up the transfers thing was this turnaround wasn't um, with the same group of guys. So if you're if you're someone that's like wait a second how they get so good so fast is Otto Berger a magician? It's like yeah. kind of but also. 
It's a he's, totally he's different not, team. Yeah, they, they are wearing the same jerseys. Yeah, though. but it, but they rehauled the entire team. Uh, I think they play great defense. The offense leaves me wanting more more often than not. I'll I'll put it that way. I'll I'll say it nicely. Like their their offense can be abysmal at times, and uh, one for fourteen from the three point line. And and Cal, I mean, Cal sure had six turnovers, and and I think it's not a bad loss, you know, for them. Man. You know what I mean when we when you look back on it, they they. No, I, it's it, like like you you've announced your. It's a, it's a moral victory for sure. Like you've announced yeah. like we're going to be We can compete with the best yes. team in the country. We've announced that in back-to-back years we almost beat Baylor. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here and we're back. And I I do think Iowa State basketball is quote unquote back to whatever or like not the 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 era the the Steve Prom era of going to and 22 is behind us and we don't have like the dark days are behind us. I think yeah. you can at least say that if you're an Iowa State fan. Do I think Iowa State is a final four contender? Do I believe in them in that capacity? Probably not. Maybe Sweet 16. Yeah. yeah. I'll give him that. Yeah. He can go to Sweet 16. That'd be a fun year. <laughs> yeah. They're not a Final Four contender. I don't think we have to take him seriously. I don't think so either. Title contender. But I think but you're right. I mean, the, the, the attitude should be excitement because we got this thing turned around. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's some capacity. So that was the big news on Saturday alongside Jay Wright getting a, a win that they really needed badly. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Villanova. You want to talk about that game? Yeah. Can we talk about Please. that? Because exact, uh, it was, this was happening at the exact same time. So if you were watching, uh, the 3,000 college football games that were being played <laughs> that all of America was tuned into and talking about. Uh, and, and if you were the one person that was like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to zag while everyone else is zigging, mm. and I'm going to watch basketball instead, and you were watching the Baylor-Iowa State game, you may have missed that Villanova won on the road at Seton Hall because it was happening at literally the exact same time. I'm so mad about this. Yeah, <laughs> so you're rightfully... <laughs> was it the Ocho? <laughs> ESPNU, too. Bono, no, Bono was it was just on the app. You had to go to the app. You had to subscribe. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a good game. I think it was a much-needed game. Seton Hall also has the card. I, I, I was thinking about this as I watched this game. We're going to need a reminder of the guys. Guys, guys in, out, guys, out. guys yeah. out. You know what I mean? Is it a real 100% should, victory? Great idea. We should have that. Uh, Fox bosses who listen to all our shows and are definitely watching this. Uh <laughs> Get a get a thing for the Fox games and the, the Big Ten Network games that has that. Like when when a soccer team is playing down a man with a red card, they put it up. They they put it up there. They're like mm-hmm. Ronaldo red card. He's out. Mm-hmm. He's out for the rest mm-hmm. of the game. Whatever. And they put ten men. So when you look at the thing, it says ten men, and then it says you know we should have that with COVID. You should have it on the screen at all. I don't want to know Q one or Q two wins. I want to know like is it a hundred percent victory because the team was all healthy? You know what I mean? I want I want those graphics where it's yeah. like. You know, they won on the road, but they were missing three guys, so 0. 0.75. Yeah. You know, not, 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 a, not a full one for that. This would be a great job for us. That we, we develop an algorithm. You wanted to be a math teacher, so I, I I'm, I'm giving you this homework assignment because I don't want to do the okay. math at all. I got I to gotta come up with an algorithm that, yeah, factors in <laughs> which players played. I like the idea of, uh, of you going home and, and thinking I have to come up with an algorithm. I have to come. I have to come up with a COVID algorithm. Also, like, how bad was the COVID? How much COVID did you get? Yes. How many guys are out for it? How many uh, doses of COVID? Yes. And, and how many, What about guys that were coming out of protocols in that game? Because you have to factor yes. that in as well. Because if it's their first game back, I think yes, they're not necessarily hundred percent. But what is the percent? <laughs> Dude, we need an algorithm for this. We need an algorithm. What it, What are the the um, mandates at the the arenas you're playing at like yes because i think if you're playing an arena where everyone's wearing masks they're not as loud mm. so the algorithm needs to factor that in that's only a 0.89 yeah not a, of, not a not, not a, a one. one that's not a one crowd that's a 0.89 crowd <laughs> if you're masked uh, so i think we got to factor that in Joe well. Lenardi, eat your heart out we're coming for your job <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, no, so who, who didn't play for Seton Hall? Uh, Obiagu and, and Tyrese Samuel, I think, are out. Yeah. Those are the two guys they've had. Because they had them out for uh, Providence, too, I think. That's two two games in a row. Seton Hall's been with Back to bank. They're not 100%. Obiagu's their big center. And Seton Hall center, is my yeah. favorite team in the Big East. Uh, I know. That, that, that's what I'm riding with. I'm riding with the Pirates. So I don't count these games. Do you want to? So but I need the algorithm so I can know how much I can factor in because I think they should, you know, stay ranked, obviously. I just, I, I, I'll, I'll say this. The algorithm has already figured this out. Now, this is a rough, uh, this is a rough cut of my algorithm, but I've already come to this conclusion. I, this is a reverse engineering algorithm where I, mm. I develop a conclusion and then I build an algorithm that you build back. The conclusion. You build back yes. better. You understand, you understand what I'm saying? Um, so here's the conclusion I'm going to work off of, and then we're going to build the algorithm out that reaches this conclusion. The conclusion is this. On behalf of Seton Hall and, and having to play these first two games without their best uh, interior defender, I am, and, and, and you're in a position, as you said, Seton Hall is your favorite team in the Big East. You're in a position with Villanova having a down year that maybe this could be the year Seton Hall wins the Big East. I have decided that I am officially going to declare this, the, the Big East race, a Mickey mm -hmm. Mouse situation. This year's Big East race, already two games in. Uh -huh. It's already a Mickey Mouse situation. I just have to build the algorithm to prove it. But it is. It is. Seton Hall came into the Big East play, came into Big East play thinking we're going to win the Big East. We have, they might we have be the best team in the Big, Big East. East. Yeah. And you start in the 0-2 hole because you don't have players. Now, we'll never know. It wasn't just, by the way, this is another thing the algorithm will take into effect. It wasn't just that they didn't have these two guys. They've had, my understanding is they've had eight guys for like two weeks that can even practice. That's what I'm saying. They, they can't even do five on five practice. Factor it in to the algorithm. Factor it in. Who is this team? What does it matter? I mean, they're not even playing Seton Hall. When Seton Hall is back, yeah. then I can judge Seton Hall. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right now, this is a hodgepodge of a team. This isn't even... So yeah. it's quality, but on the flip side, quality win for Villanova. Villanova beats the number 15 team in the country. This is why we need the, this is why we need the algorithm because Villanova, I believe, did not have Caleb Daniels in this game. Exactly. And, and for so, COVID. So then so, they get boost for the win because I, I wanted to work both ways in mm. the algorithm. I want Villanova to get the bump from beating the number 15 team. Right. You know, because they were also shorthanded, but then I also wasn't Seton Hall to get a pass. <sighs> yeah. So I don't know how I this all... Yeah, I, I got to figure this out. You got to work on it. <laughs> this is going to be but, tough. But my big takeaway from this game, Jay Wright and Villanova, they feel like they're back. Seton Hall... They're okay. They're, they're just not here right now. <laughs> they're just they, not here. They'll be back. When they come back. When they come back, I'll let you know. Seton Hall ran to get milk at the gas station. <laughs> and just wait till they get back. They're, they're going to be back any day now. Yeah. It'll it'll happen. Um, No, it does suck. It, I mean, in, in all honesty, it sucks. Like, the, the Big East initially um, made teams forfeit these games. They've since walked that back. But um, I, I admire Seton Hall for playing these games because we should say, mm -hmm. I'm not going to point fingers, but there are coaches, there are teams that maybe in Kevin Willard's position would say, too much COVID. Yeah. That's too much COVID. Can't play. But I, I have an algorithm of my own. It says that's too much COVID. So mm -hmm. we're going to go ahead and uh, postpone this one. Kevin Willard says, no, we got five guys. He's Norman Dale in it. He said, my five are on the floor. Let's play it. Now, it backfired in the sense that they've lost two games. I, it, it is early. There's a lot of basketball left to be played. The committee's got to take could. it into account, though. That's the thing. When you look at the but, committee, yeah, the, co the, the committee will take it into account. I'm worried about the Big East title race because I think this is we're talking about things that can get the public like juiced up about college basketball. Having a Big East title race where Villanova is not doesn't have a three game lead on the rest of the conference for the first time in 15 years would be Should pretty be would be pretty yeah. cool. It would be pretty cool if if Seton Hall and Providence and Xavier and UConn and who else do we like. Uh, we're all competing against Villanova, and it was like an actual race. But now Seton Hall is like, 
There's a lot of basketball left, Tate, but it feels like 0-2 hole. It's not great. Mm, not know. great. Quick aside, though, Wisconsin up six right now over Purdue, right? Over no. <laughs> that can't be right. Uh, that can't be right. Purdue's just going to have one of those years where, I mean, it, it's not going to be pretty, but they're just going to have to gut out some victories. You know what I mean? And uh, Brad Davison doing it, doing oh, it no. again. That can't be right. I thought Purdue was a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't, no, they, that doesn't make any win. sense. They can still win by 12 or more. Oh, no. Just the first half. Oh, I, I get. What's the Purdue COVID situation? Do we have to plug that into the algorithm? I don't even know. I, I don't I even know. Look, I, have to, I have to look it up. I, I literally don't know. You're right. I, I, I spoke too soon. I, I have no know. idea. What is that? <laughs> I need I need a chart. Um, what else is there? We we uh, do we want to take a break or just keep it rolling? Yeah, let's take a break. Right, let's, take let's take a break, a break because that that really was. It, we should have had a a riveting conversation about what we learned about the number one team in the country, but it happened on the wrong day. Well, I, I I do think that I learned that I'm ready to start to have the conversation. You maybe did. Potentially. Yeah. Being you get a nice rant off. Better, you know better I mean? than last year, but. Those are the good things. Uh, no, all right. We'll take a break. Come back and talk about uh, probably Memphis, if we're being honest. <laughs> Quick break to get a word from our sponsors. I love to explore new wines, but I'm not always sure what to get. And I really don't want to be disappointed. That's why I love First Leaf Wine Club. They remove all the guesswork, doing all the hard work to discover great wines so I can just enjoy them. First Leaf winemakers sample 10,000 wines a year across five continents and 12 countries and select only the best bottles for the club. First Leaf believes wine is personal. They create a custom wine print for each member, maps their vast portfolio of wines to each person's unique taste preferences once you take their five-minute quiz. The more wines you rate, the more each shipment is personalized to your taste. There are no contracts or cancellation fees, and if you're not happy with the wine you receive, First Leaf will give you a credit towards your next shipment. For a risk-free way to explore an endless array of world-class wine, there's only First Leaf. We've been doing this for about two years, literally. The, I mean, I've had so much First Leaf sent to my house. I've had so many great wines. It's been amazing. Uh, I can't believe it's been two years again. I don't know how it's 2022. I can't even tell you the last time I bought a bottle of wine. I know that. Honestly, I have. I still have boxes of wine that I haven't even opened from First Leaf because I, I, that's how much wine I get. You know what I mean? 12 bottles. Who's drinking all this wine? <laughs> I have so much wine. And if you need wine, reach out to it's me. Too much wine. <laughs> too much. I have so much wine. <laughs> Celebrate your special first in the moments that count with First Leaf. The wine club designed to help you discover new wines you'll love personalized to your taste and delivered to your door join today and you'll get six bottles of wine for $29.95 with free shipping go to tryfirstleaf.com slash tate that's tryfirstleaf.com slash tate for six bottles of wine for $29.95 with free shipping here's a toast to first may you enjoy them with the people you love from the first sip to the last tryfirstleaf.com slash tate all right, college basketball fans, are you looking for a daily fantasy option for college basketball? Of course you aren't because you've already downloaded Price Picks. We've been talking about Price Picks forever. We don't need to. We forever. Don't, forever. I've been talking about it forever. Forever. For, Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. We love it. We know you will too. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of from points scored to rebounds, even steals. Price Picks also allows mixed sports entries, so you can uh, uh, mix it up. You can do college basketball. They have options on pro basketball, college football, pro football, baseball, soccer, MMA, and more. All of our listeners that deposit and use promo code TNT receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. You're not going up against anybody else. There's no algorithms. There's no, there's no opponents. It's just you and the numbers. 
Entries could be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. And don't forget to use promo code TNT to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. That's promo code TNT for a 100% instant deposit match. Check out PrizePix.com. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Eligibility restrictions apply. See PrizePix.com for details. And now a message from Discover about rewards. If you're a loyal credit card customer, you should be rewarded for your loyalty, preferably with something that's useful, like cashback match, for instance. Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Finally, rewards that make sense. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Back to Titus and Tate. All right, let's talk about Memphis. This is a, uh, that, that should be a, that should be the name of the segment. Let's talk about Memphis. <laughs> let's talk about Memphis. Let's, let's talk about Memphis. Let's talk yeah. about Memphis. That's what, how about that? The, like they, that. they are the, the meme of college basketball. They are, uh, they were dead, Tate, as we know. They lost four in a row, including losses to Georgia, Murray State, uh, Mississippi, Ole Miss, they lost to. Tulane. Then they beat Alabama, mm-hmm. and they were back. And they were no longer dead. And all of the worries were, were gone because this is the real— Like, Penny finally understood that he couldn't play Monty Bates as much. You know, like, you, you have to play Monty Bates, but, like, you, don't, don't give this guy the ball every time down the floor. They learned the lesson against Alabama. They were very much back. Then they followed up with the loss to Tulane, in which Jalen Duran and Monty Bates didn't play. Granted, we'll point that out. Mm-hmm. COVID algorithm. We'll take COVID. That into effect. Yeah. Uh, so then they were dead again. <laughs> but then on on New Year's Day, they go to Wichita. They which went- also hurts that they did this on New Year's Day because right. America would have fallen in love with this team if they did this on January third. They won at Wichita State on Saturday by eighteen points. It is the worst home loss for the Wichita State Shockers since 2001 when they were coached by Mark Turgeon. (laughs) There you go. Comes full circle. Uh, Biggest blowout in Wichita State basketball history, or big, I I don't know, what I just said. (laughs) Whatever I just said, I'm just going to say again, but like try to really add an emphasis on it. Blowout. (laughs) Uh, So Memphis is back now. That's what we're learning. Do, do you where, where do you stand? How how dead undead do you do you think Memphis basketball is? The big story here is that Amani Bates again was not a part. Of he didn't play. Wow. He didn't play yeah. against Wichita State. Because yeah. when you say this, you assume, oh my God, well Amani's healthy. You you said Penny figured it out. He's got a finger injury. That's like an infected finger. Is what they're little calling. finger. He's got, <laughs> he's got a little finger injury. I think it might have been. Scott Drew came up to him. <laughs> but Jalen Duran is really the guy. I mean, him and DeAndre Williams, those two guys yeah. really are the Memphis Tigers when they, I mean, we when they're Memphis State, really. You know, yeah, Memphis State yeah, is yeah. good. Memphis is not very good. When Memphis State is playing, it's those I two I think guys. Memphis State, I, I I love this, this, this. Uh, two different teams. Yeah, clarifying the difference between the two because Memphis State is blue collar. Yeah. Memphis State is here to beat your ass. Memphis State. Interior. Is, yes. Dirty, do the little yeah. stuff, elbow you. Yeah, all that. Memphis is like, AAU, AAU. I'm, I'll I'll see you in the green room on draft night. Yeah. I'm Penny. I'm Hardaway getting my twenty and, shots. Yeah, yeah. Penny's just like he just wants to recruit kids that can get him into the green room so he can like yeah. show up on television on draft night. That's they're just, Showtime. Yes, but yes. They're, they're they're not a great show. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a, a terrible show. But for some reason, like it's, it's still in the air. So yeah. we have to watch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I think Memphis. You, you you pointed out DeAndre Williams and and uh uh. Um, who'd you say, Jalen? Jalen Duran, the, the, yeah. the big dudes. Uh, they're great for Memphis. Obviously, the problem with Memphis moving forward, and I think the big question mark will be for the rest of the season, and why they're going to be up, down, and all around is point guard play. 
Mm. Lomax, Alex Lomax didn't play in this game either against Wichita State. Alex Lomax is a guy that uh, is not the answer. Let me just put it that way. Like, I think all my focus when I watch Memphis has been on Imani Bates because I'm just like... What's his, happening here? His, yeah. his story is just so fascinating to me. But uh, Imani has played point guard at times, as as we've talked about. I, I don't know how much we've talked about on the show, but we certainly have talked about it off air <laughs> a lot. Um, in part because Alex Lomax is like not... I don't know how to say it delicately. He's not the answer at point guard. Yeah. Um, but I don't know who is the answer at point guard. Yeah, their point guard is the point guard for USC right now, Boogie Ellis. That's really it. Yeah. That's really who they need on this team, and he's not there. And, I mean, I think Amani Bates having the ball, I, I think that was an experiment. You know, he's used to having the ball because he's an AAU kid. But, yeah, he's not the answer right I now. I tried to talk myself into Tyler Harris, the kid that was at Memphis, went to Iowa State, and then is now back at Memphis. He played 16 um, minutes. I, I try to talk myself into him, but then I always realize I'm only talking myself into him because he's not Amani Bates or Alex Lomax. Mm-hmm. So I just, he, he, you know, it's like the the adage of like the most popular guy on campus is the backup quarterback or whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel about him. It's just like the only reason I'm interested in him running point is because he's the backup. But the moment he's like actually running the point, I'm like, all right, this guy's not the answer either. So I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do about that. I don't know how important that's going to be, but that's definitely a situation we will be monitoring. Mm. Is Landers Nolly the guy? You don't want to like Landers Nolly. He's not a point guard. But like, maybe he has to be. I don't know. Maybe just late in games. Because, I mean, the the real holdup, I mean, I think you tweeted this or I saw you tweet this. I don't know. I mean, time kind of was warped over the Christmas break. But you said this feels like an 11 seed in the tournament that we. we, (laughs) Oh, yeah, I did say this. Memphis, that you get excited, that you buy in and you you trick yourself into thinking they can make a Final Four run, but then they lose to an A10 team. Yes. That. The way that they don't They're going to sneak into the, the NCAA tournament. Yeah. They're going to be an 11 seed. I'm going to talk myself into them doing the UCLA run that UCLA did last year. Yes. Except this time, the Memphis way, is going to lose in the play-in game. The way that they don't lose in Dayton is if Landers Nolly or someone can just like be a late guard, you know, understanding the situation late in the game and being able to kind of operate things. Yeah. And, I mean, Penny is a point guard. I mean, that is his MO. That's why he gets mad when people say he's not a good coach. He's like, I was the coach. I was I was the coach on the court. Plays his highlight, highlight tape. Yeah, he's like, look at this. Look at me Jim, being remember the point the, Remember the thing you sent us before the season where Penny had a, had a, a Monty Bates and Jalen Duran uh, on either side of him? And then yes. the question was like, "What? Are, how are people wrong about you? And the immediate his immediate answer, wasn't he, wasn't he, his like immediate answer was like, I was a seven-time All-Star. I was yeah, yeah. Not being the greatest NBA point guard of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I really was the greatest. He was like, people forget I was the greatest point guard. And of he all talked time. for like twenty minutes. And nothing to do with the team. And then he pivoted. He's like, and as for a coach, like I'm a pretty good coach too. And like, yeah, like, and he was like, and as a coach, I was the point guard. <laughs> Show my highlight tape again. <laughs> Little Penny, get him in there. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, Memphis is fun. They're interesting. I. I hope that they are in the equation during March because I think it's better for us. I think it's better for college basketball to have them around because the casual fan, when you tell them about Memphis, because a lot of them don't don't know, when you give them the whole backdrop and you say the next LeBron James is on this team, but he's also not playing. You have another five-star kid that who's also the next LeBron. Who's also he's the next. We have the next. He's the next Kevin Durant. Yeah, I thought he was college basketball's Kevin Durant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so you just sell that, and then you throw in Rasheed and Larry Brown and Penny, and you know that that's that's TV that we want to see. Memphis moved the needle right now on what's today? We're recording this on the third, on January third, twenty twenty-two. 
does Memphis do the Memphis Tigers, Memphis State Tigers move the needle nationally? Yes. More than the Baylor Bears. Yes. That's what I mean. That's so sad. It's stupid. We gotta figure this out. That's but where, this is where we need the czar. Where's the czar? Get no, the but czar it, it, it's WWE. Out. You know what I mean? You can't even if you have the better. There might be a better wrestler over here, but there's a better wrestler over here. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Baylor's wrestling. What the hell? Is, I need that quote. <laughs> Put that on a quote card. Better <laughs> <laughs> wrestler over here. Uh, Wisconsin up twenty nine twenty four. Yeah, five point lead. And Purdue's fine, dude. They're fine. They they we we've been here before. Purdue, they're a second mm-hmm. half team. We know this. They're gonna come out in the second half. Get it going. Matt Painter's in there telling them to make shots. Yeah. Um, what? It's they're they're fine. They're, nothing can go wrong. Should we quickly? Ivy has one point, by the way. When we were talking about the COVID equation, by the way, I wanted to mention West Virginia losing to Texas is also in that equation. We, we, oh, yeah, no Taz Sherman. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I saw Tex, Tex, I had a couple of Texas people reach out to me and be like, Marcus Carr, big game. What do you think? That this is what we're waiting on is Texas back. And I was like, COVID, COVID, COVID algorithm says <laughs> not yet. Yeah, it doesn't count. Not I don't, I don't give them that one. At home yeah. against West Virginia without Tesh. No. Taz also averages 20 points per game, so and you only won by 15. So if Taz plays West Virginia, do, wins by five. do the math. Yeah. yeah, yeah, do the math. Oh, that's a good call. That's a great call. Uh, let's do shout outs and get out of here. Yeah, uh, shout out to Josh Pastner. I mean, we mentioned at the yeah. top of the show. We didn't give him his due because former we had- Memphis coach, by the way. <laughs> would this would this Memphis team be better with Josh Pastner at the home? <laughs> Just say yes. <laughs> Just say yes. It's more fun to say yes. Honestly, that's such a good question. Really you know what is. I mean? Like, I wish we could see that for a well, week. Well, yeah, if, if Josh Pastor was at the helm, that these guys would... Would never be there. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, it's a, it's something you can't even answer. I think that's why it broke my brain. <laughs> but Josh Pastor is bringing the shield back. He was a different coach last year. He was the ACC coach of the year. He was. When he wore the famous face shield. He said the nickname for that was the welder. He That's what uh-huh. he wanted to be called. I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of the nickname, the welder, but... If Josh Pastner wants it, Josh Pastner deserves to get it. And he opens up his debut as the welder for season two. Season two of the welder. Cameron Indoor. That is where Wait, he's he didn't wear it against Louisville? I, he didn't wear it against Louisville. Did he wear it against Louisville? Oh, I thought I, I thought he wore it against Louisville. Well, that was... Uh, but the, no one cares about that. We're, tra- <laughs> we're talking about the, the... Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. No one cares about that. Don't let facts get in the way. <laughs> Don't let facts, let facts get in the way of a good story. <laughs> yeah. No one, this is the Coach K farewell tour, okay? Like and farewell. Coach K, no, this is about no, Coach I, K. I, I have that. Josh Pastner is coming here to pay homage to Coach K, and he's bringing out the shield. I have your out. Uh, the, the only games that count are the ones when a ranked team is playing. Because it's yeah. on when you pull up the your app and you're checking the games that are being played. Yeah, if it's not a top 25 game. So him playing at Duke is the first game for real. Yeah. The welder is back against Coach. Yeah, the welder versus the elder. Look, that's that's how they were read in that's, history. That's new, Passner. But look, it's not even down. See, yeah. he doesn't have the. And he doesn't, down. dude. He doesn't have the hair either. That was part of it too. He looked like a mad scientist. He had like the fro popping out and the sideburns. The you look like your biology teacher in tenth grade. Yeah, like, this guy's a maniac. Yeah, but he's coming back and he's coming to Cameron Indoor and Coach K is going to be locked in. And Duke, everyone on their team, Coach K said, had COVID. Literally, he was like every. He said Everyone? it ran. He said it ran through our whole team. So uh, they have like a like a chicken pox party, like my parents did with me and my brother, where it was like one person got I mean, it, and they're just I, like throw us all together. I think K throws pool parties, so I, I think they probably were all swimming together. <laughs> By the way, about that next uh, college basketball czar. Yeah, you know who's going to be free next year? Coach K. Coach Start K. K Z A R. Oh my God. Yep. Yes. 
It's like I'll I would love, dude. I would love for that position to be an elected position too. I like it. Like we can all vote yeah. on it. And like like it. Roy Williams and Coach yeah. K. Run. Roy Williams versus Coach K. Oh yeah, it's a landslide. Let's do you it. Know be good. You know who'd be a good college basketball player? Penny, Brad Stevens. Dude, Brad Stevens is gonna be the Carolina coach. <laughs> Stop. I can't believe that. I was shocked. I thought he was a Duke guy, and then I was like, "Oh my God, Brad!" <laughs> I had no idea. I it's still don't know if you're with me. I mean, I'm. I'm Jim, shocked. did he text you that? Like, I, 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 I have no idea if this is real or not. Did he text you like, "Watch what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna come into the show." And no, I, I, at the BC. I, I just was shocked. I was like, "Why else would he be at a BC game?" And then I realized, "Oh, that's right, Brad Stevens. He's he's just checking out to see, you know, what the talent is." Just trying to see what's going on. A lot of people point out that Caleb Love, you know, was from St. Louis. Jason Tatum may have wanted him to go check out Caleb Love. Who Who is the best pro? It's Caleb Love. Mm-hmm. Who's the guy that, like, Brad would be scouting? It's Caleb Love, right? I don't think it was a guy. I think it was the program. <laughs> okay, okay. Brady Manick, do you think? Do you think Brad is like is I like that Larry dude. Bird? He's like he's like we gotta get a bird. He's like I love Larry Bird growing up. I, I'm at the Celtics now. I gotta get the next. Yeah, he's like I love this guy Brady Manick. Brady had a good game too. Dawson Garcia got hurt. I mean Carolina blew out Boston College. You should have a. Uh, you should. Uh, who cares? Boston College. I know they might be the worst team I've ever seen <laughs> okay. in Division One. You should have though, because I I don't want Brady Manic to leave. I don't want him to ever leave. We, there should be like a franchise tag for. I don't even know how franchise tags work in professional sports, but yeah, in my mind, it's I don't like, want I don't want Brady Manic to be like in Lithuania playing. You know what I mean? Just like, let him I, stay at Carolina forever. Yeah, nice. I you agree. get one guy that you get a pick that gets to stay forever. You franchise forever. tag him forever. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Lifetime contract. And the only way, and and then if he wins a national championship, he has to leave. That's it. That's his way out. Like he's, he's in prison. (laughs) He really is a good Carolina guy. Yeah. uh, I'm enjoying it. I mean, he wears a Bass Pro Shops hat everywhere. You know what I mean? It's like a funny change of pace. And obviously Carolina blue and Indiana state. I mean, they're similar blues. So it it does work out really well. We have our own Larry Bird. (laughs) Um, I want to, uh, speaking of, of Indiana state, Larry Bird, uh, how about the team that beat Larry Bird in the, uh, 79 title game, Michigan state, mm. because, uh, I, w- I want to shout out Michigan state real quick. I've had, I've had handfuls, hand, multiple handfuls, picture a handful, Tate, yeah. now at least double it. That's double how many it. people we're talking here, uh, of people who, who cheer for Michigan state that have reached out to me and they've said, when are you going to talk about the Spartans on the show? What is going on? Mm. Why, why are you not talking about us? We have won seven in a row. We just won at Northwestern. For the love of God, we're in the top 10 now. Talk about us, please. So, with that in mind, Michigan State, we speak your name. No, we speak your name. There it is. I talked about... Uh, <laughs> here, here's the... I, I, I'm prepared to... I, I'm getting my notes ready to talk about Michigan State. I mean, I have I have thoughts on Michigan State. Like, it, I, they're obviously good. They're, they're playing better now than, than um, I anticipated out of the gate when they lost to uh, uh, Kansas... On opening night, who else did they lose to? They lost at the uh, Baylor, right at the mm-hmm. at, at Atlanta. Um, they played UConn good too. Though. I thought I, they beat UConn though. I, they did beat I, I UConn. I thought they lost to UConn as I was thinking through in my head, but they beat UConn. It was a close game. game. Um, no, they, they 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 have some good wins. They 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 they've been playing well. Uh, I, I Gabe Brown's playing. I mean, when you watch them, I mean they have familiar faces. Joey Hauser. Right. You know. My problem is I can't get around Gabe Brown and Marcus Bingham being like the two guys that are leading this team. I just I can't like like Gabe Brown is not a guy that I just I just can't talk myself into him now. As the season progresses, and and I have 
part of it is Gabe Brown and Malik Hall are hitting everything they're throwing up right now. They're, they're, they, these dudes are shooting three. These guys are not three-point shooters. Suddenly this year, they've become three-point shooters. Now, my brain is, is, is being broken because I'm trying to figure out, is this something they've gotten a lot better at and they're just going to be great three-point shooters for the rest of the season and this is who they are now? Or is... The, guy, the, a, the guys I know that you're matter. asking is this a blipper or a Yes, exactly. And are or are, are the guys the Gabe Brown and Malik Hall that I know are they about to come back here in the next couple of weeks as we get into the heart of Big Ten season? I don't know, and I'm too yeah, scared I mean, to like go out on a limb and say I believe in this team because it, I'm not it, sure I do. It'd be one thing if they blew out Northwestern, you know what I mean? They. Yeah, well, Northwestern's not. I, I I told you that Northwestern brought some guys. You know, I don't know they're not Boston College. Mm-hmm. I mean, but. I'm just saying, you would think that they're asking you to talk about this team. You know, you're waiting for that inspiring performance. I mean, they're yes. number they're number ten in the country right now. They're a top. So 10 we speak team. your name, but we're yeah, not we we're not ready name. to uh, yeah. to to go nuts yet. They do have. I will say that the Michigan State has a very favorable Big Ten schedule. So if if you're uh, a Michigan State fan, you're certainly talking yourself into them winning the. They, they play Purdue once, I think, and it's at home, and they play Ohio State once, and it's that one's in Columbus, but. Uh, they they only play those two because those are probably the three best teams in the Big Ten: Purdue, Ohio State, Michigan State, and they only play the other two. Michigan, once. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Michigan. Michigan fell from grace, but Johnny Dawkins. What? Wasn't it Johnny Dawkins? Wasn't it UCF that they lost to Michigan? Oh, Michigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what I mean. Sorry, I thought you were. No, I was just I was just saying when you're talking about the top teams in the Big Ten. I mean, Michigan was supposed to be there. And yeah. You just said Michigan Johnny Dawkins. And I was Sorry, like, no, I mean, I was just, well, I was just speaking names. We saying. speak your name. Michigan, we speak your name. Johnny Dawkins, we speak your I mean, name. I'm not tra- I thought you got Johnny Dawkins confused with Tommy Hamaker or something. No, 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 no. Tommy Hamaker, we do not speak your name. <laughs> Wait a second. Um, no, so Michigan State, I, I see you. Mm. I, uh, I speak your name, but um, I want to see Marcus Bingham against uh, the Big Yeah, I want to see more. The Big Ten big guys. You know the gauntlet of big dudes in the Big Ten. Uh, I I'm I'm not ready to say that I definitely trust that, but we'll see. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Ty- Tyson Walker has his moments, by the way. Shout out to him. He he sucked against Northwestern, but um, I like him. Jo- jo- uh, Joey Hauser is. You mentioned him earlier. I don't think he's. Yeah. I know. I'm been a little. That's another, hey, that's another hey, reason I wanted it's, like it's 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 Joey Hauser. <laughs> we know who it is. But who they're solid. Joey they're Hauser. solid. Michigan State's solid. They're just not, you know, I, I, I don't think Michigan State fans are talking themselves into Final Four. No, they are. That's the thing. That's how Michigan State is the one school. I, there, there's more than one. But because even if they're not good, they can talk themselves into Final That's Four. That's true. We've been here before. UConn. We've had bad teams that have made the Final Four. We've had yeah. great teams that have made the Final Four. Everything in between. This team will be good enough to make a Final Four, I think. But I, I, I'm not ready to, like, I don't know. I just mm. can't get there yet. Yeah. So I speak your name. I see it. I'm not saying you're bad. I'm just saying, like, I need to see a little more. We need to see more. I, I, I'm, I don't know if it's a blip or a bomb yet, and I need to see more. So that's my analysis right now. But I wanted well, to shout them out nonetheless. He, here's a bomb. Shout out to Tubby Smith, uh, because Tubby Smith came back to Lexington, Kentucky, and rewrote history. I mean, an unbelievable moment for him. I Gets a standing ovation mm-hmm. in Rupp Arena. Mm-hmm. John Calipari is like kissing the baby, you know, he's and the baby is Tubby Smith. <laughs> and he is welcoming him back to Camelot uh with open so arms. So was kissing him, giving him a little too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcomed him with open arms. I mean, beat the hell out of high point. Uh 92 to 48 was the final score. But it was all about Tubby getting, you know, his, you know, due 
so to speak, in Lexington uh, and, and gets his honor. But I mean, I I thought that was he a got, great. He got moment. his like name or his jersey, yeah, rat, whatever, rat, retired, you know, whatever. What he just got he honored. Got his, yeah, name he got honored. Name in the rafters. However, yes. the, whatever you call it when it's a coach. But it was. What should what should we retire for coaches? Are you putting the jersey in the rafters for the players? Suit jacket. The suit jacket needs. To, I think Illinois did that with. Yeah. Now you know what they should do now. Now the quarter zips. <laughs> I, th- I think. Uh, let me just look this up. <laughs> they need to go back to suits. I think Illinois did that with Lou Henson's orange jacket. I think. They, yeah, they I should think they have something hanging. The, jack- in the, the jacket. The jacket, the jacket you can do. The jacket you can do. But Tubby Smith. Oh, I mean. Fine. Much maligned at the end of his time there, yeah. you know, in Lexington, Kentucky. A lot of people wanted his head. They wanted him to get out of Lexington. Yeah. You know, a little bit mistreated on the way out. But then he comes back, and and obviously they, they give him the standing ovation. He gets his due. Um, and I, I thought that was a really cool moment, and uh, that was cool the to see. The best thing that ever happened to Tubby Smith was Billy Gillespie. Yes. Because then Kentucky people were like, like, man, oh. <laughs> we had a good with Tubby. Oh, yeah. I get it now. Uh, shout out Kyle Guy. 17 points for the Miami Heat. This goes to show when you get opportunity, anything can happen. Just waiting for for that phone call, Tate. Yeah, just give me the call. Give me my shot. I mean, Kyle Guy is so perfect. I mean, are you worried? Is Duncan Robinson on the hot seat, though? Oh, no. Should we have them both on the show at the same time? I'm a Kyle Guy guy. You know what I mean? Duncan. Duncan. Whoa. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Whoa. I'm kidding. But I'm just saying. This one guy a great, was a segment. One guy was a friend of the program. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know what carries more cachet. Yep. But they're both on the Miami Ooh, Heat right now. Should we? I mean, how like, many shooters can you have, dude? Should we? Should we call them both at the same time and like see who responds who, and who we who, choose? Should we do a vote, dude? Great. We, man, if if we got a Sophie's Choice situation here, I yeah. don't know. I don't know where I fall. I don't know. You're asking me to pick favorites. It's tough. I feel like Duncan's fine. You know. <laughs> he's he's yeah, he's gotten paid, you know what I mean? Oh, so like killing Duncan. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's, he's okay. already made the mountain. He's already out. okay. He's already at, he's already gotten there, you know. We got to get Kyle Guy to the mountain. We've already pushed Duncan as yes, high to as the moon. Get. Yes. Yeah. Give him to Tommy and JJ. And yeah, them, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's their job now. Kyle, your it's turn. Kyle, it's our time. And we'll push. And then and then he'll have a podcast with <laughs> JJ <laughs> and Tommy, you know, in 2 years <laughs> if all things go well. Fall things uh, go well. Kyle goes to Kyle goes to the ringer and starts. He, yeah. he just revives one shining podcast, and that's how it comes full circle. And he does the Hoosiers rewatchables. <laughs> Kyle guy just like Kyle guy just takes he just takes spot. my identity. Yeah, he's just tweeting about Brad Stevens. You and Kendall Marshall and Kyle guy are doing a ringer podcast <laughs> yeah. on college basketball. It's called One Shining Podcast, and I yeah, and it's on our <laughs> feed. Just, and Kyle's the producer, and he's like, dude, these guys are fun. <laughs> He's like, you really like these guys. <laughs> uh, I want to shout out Malachi Branham, Ohio State Buckeyes. Man, 35 points, dude. And you know yeah. what? The COVID algorithm, actually, that's a 46-point yeah. night. You're so right. It's 35, but like Ohio State has been on COVID pause for three weeks. Uh, the first game back for the Buckeyes is on the road in, in a conference game at Nebraska. Great facility, by the way. We know that about Nebraska. Mm. Pinnacle Bank Arena is, is a great facility. I've never been. I just... Hear people talking about it. Great facility. Um, and this man is a freshman, scores 35 points. Ohio State wins in overtime. I was so dude, my hand on on calling the entire I've already called the Big East race a Mickey Mouse operation. My hand was hovering over the Mickey Mouse the entire season button. Whoa. Because we beat Duke, dude. And like we were on I was on Cloud Nine. I was like, we are 
we are here. We we we're, we might win a national championship. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We might have just been the know. national champions. Did we just yeah. win the national championship? I don't know. We we may have. Um, and then we go on COVID pause where EJ Liddell apparently w- could not practice for like three weeks. He he's he's fully vaccinated. He had no symptoms, and they he was not allowed in the building and was not allowed to do anything. We talking about Seton Hall having eight players. Ohio State had like three. They were running practices with. They were just doing like Dude, run the algorithm. Run the algorithm. And the first game back's a road game at Nebraska. I was so worried. We almost blew it. Lost uh, lost to Nebraska, but we won in overtime. And thanks in large part to Malachi Branham. So shout out to that dude for COVID algorithm. We, says we speak 46 points. He only scored 35, but the, the algorithm says it was 40. And Michi Johnson, after this game, tweeted uh, his, his top three players of all time, uh, which, you know, he had Michael Jordan at number three behind LeBron James and misspelled Michael Jordan just to troll me. So shout out to all the Ohio State people. You win. You got me. Um, but that was a fun win. That was a fun game. Um, that was good Big Ten basketball and good for the Buckeyes to get back. Yeah. Um, so. I'm talking myself into Ohio State. So all, all the listeners would be excited to know. In the short term, you're not going to be excited mm. um, because I'm probably going to talk about Ohio State more on the show. And you're, you're saying, how is that possible? You're about to find out because we're. I'm slowly talking myself into it. Uh, in the long term, that's going to be great because it's going to be just utter devastation in Martin. Mm. Like I'm going to be very, very sad. <laughs> but <laughs> but that's how that's the best. And also shout out to Purdue as we're recording this. They are now up in this game. Wow, how about that? Thirty-one to thirty. So hey, they're turning it around, making shots. Um, what else is there? I wanted to. Uh, oh, I want to call out Mike Woodson. He did not wear a suit, and IU lost at Penn State. I, wear a suit. He's 0-3 now, Mike Woodson is, uh, when he does not wear a suit on the sidelines. He is 10-0 and as head coach of the Indiana Hoosiers when he wears a suit. It, it makes zero sense. I don't understand why he wouldn't wear a suit every game now. Well, I think he knows when you guys might lose. I think he Us guys. I'm not worried. Dude, they lost to Penn State. They're no longer my team. That's, that's how I treat Indiana. <laughs> when Indiana's winning their mind when they're not, I'm like, get them out of here. I don't care. And plus, I, IU and Ohio State play on Thursday. So this week... Oh yeah, definitely yeah. not. Are you? Well, Coach definitely Titus, get it, get Coach idea. Titus, Woody knows. You know what I mean? He knows what he's doing, if he and he probably it. sends a little bit of a signal to his team. You know, he's like, "It's not our night, fellas. Don't worry about it." But figure it out. <laughs> that bag, like, if I'm one of those players, if I'm Miller Cop, and I'm sitting in the 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 pregame uh, locker room, and and Coach Woody comes rolling in wearing a jumpsuit, I just hang my head and I go, "Yeah, we're losing it. <laughs> we're losing tonight." What can you do? So that like trickles down, and then the players don't play hard for you because you're not wearing a suit. Oh. I'm, I if if Mike Woodson wears a suit on Thursday against Ohio State, I'm gonna be so mad. Well, it makes it special, you know what I mean? When he wears the suit, I think he's gonna wear a suit against Ohio he's State. He's going to, yeah. yeah. We might lose. <laughs> uh, what else is there? What else? Oh, I wanted to shout out the uh, West Coast Conference. Uh, talking about, excuse me, I had to burp. Um, Talking about losing juice, uh, the West Coast Conference did not play a single game this entire weekend because every single game got canceled because of COVID. So that was tough. That's your Pac-12 update. I mean, Pac-12 20, update. 2022. I mean, we're we're coming into it. We're just trying to get the juice back. Where is the juice? Give us the juice. The juice is loose. The juice is loose, and, and we got to get it back. But I mean, here we go, Baylor. All right, all right Wisconsin. Should the rest of the show just be us watching? Can you, There's 16 and a half minutes left. <laughs> I don't think there was a world. Like, if you had come to me in 2018 and you said, hey, Tate, it'll be 2022. You and Titus will be doing your podcast. I'm like, okay, that checks out. And you'll be watching Brad Davison. I'm like, <laughs> what? How? How? How could that happen? 
What what stream of of, <laughs> how, of rock how of a rock professional basketball are we watching? That, what what a how could that happen? If you had to pick a country that Brad Davison plays professionally in, what's the the funniest outcome? Oh man, I mean funniest. Does Canada ooh. have a pro team? No, he seems like he's Canadian because he's like from Minnesota and went to Wisconsin. That seems like he would like he would be. He would have a stat if if Canada has a pro wow. league and he plays for like the Winnipeg team, he's getting a statue. China, China is the funniest. China because be if he <laughs> becomes like a star, you know what I mean? Like if like people are taking charges like Brad yeah. in the streets in China and like he's selling shoes and he's like a national icon. That is awesome. Like that would be crazy. That would be good TV. I mean, the the real funniest, if we're being honest with ourselves, is America. He plays, I mean, he plays for the Indiana Pacers. <laughs> <laughs> That's not real. Dude, the Knicks. It's the, him and TJ McConnell factor. play for the. Him and TJ McConnell take charge and just chest bump each other after every charge. And the uh, Trash Brothers. The tra- <laughs> <laughs> they just the garbage, dude. They just get the garbage plays. It's Trash Brothers. It's like the only team that can stop Clay and Steph are the Trash Brothers. <laughs> they let him get away with anything. And every pace. <laughs> The Pacers lead the NBA in standing ovations because every time Brad's on the floor, the Pacers fans are losing it. Oh, oh my man. God. I love it. Uh, do you have anything else? <laughs> no, honestly. All I can think about is Brad Davison taking charges in the NBA. That's great. Um, I want to wrap up on, on a serious note and shout out the uh, the communities of uh, Superior in Louisville, Colorado. Ooh, yes. mm-hmm. um, pronounced Louisville, not Louisville. They, yes. They're not spelled the exact same way. But it is pronounced. I'm uh, convinced Louisville. that places do this to like mark the outsiders. You know That's what I mean? Point, because yeah. like when people come there, like in our town, we have what looks like it would be Kerr, but it's Car Lake. You know? Yeah. And so people come and they're outsiders, and they say, uh, "What's going on, Kerr Lake?" You're like, "Where are you from?" Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. So I think it's Indiana. We, we I think we've talked about this before because I remember yeah. uh, uh, bringing that up to you about Indiana has like a thousand places like this. Uh, mm. Milan's one of them. The, the, mm. the, the town that won the that inspired Hoosiers. Yeah, spelled like Milan. Should be Milan, but Milan. Yeah, it's just it's called Milan. <laughs> it's the same thing. I think like my land, but without the D. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Milan. It's, it's funny. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, back to serious. Yeah, yes. Superior in Louisville, Colorado. If you, if you saw the news, uh, there were were devastating wildfires that like crazy. They, they destroyed a thousand homes. Um, uh, blew through that community and 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 have, have it, it it all happened the snap of a finger. And the reason I wanted to bring this up. Um, is because this hits very close to home. In fact, it hits so close to home tape because I was actually, I swear to God, this is true. I was in Louisville the day of the fires. Yes. And, um, Tri- traveling back. Driving I was back. driving back from Indiana. Uh, my girlfriend, hold your applause. I have a girlfriend. Uh, she, she is from the Boulder area. She has family there. So we, uh, we, we did the road trip from LA to Indiana, as we said earlier, for, for Christmas. And then on the, on the way out there and on the way back, we stopped in Boulder to, to hang out with her family a little bit. Um, the day of the fires, we recorded a podcast. Yes. And I, re- I was, morning. I recorded that podcast in Louisville, Colorado, in her mother's house. Um, and we got done at like 11 o'clock local time. I get it. We, we pack up all our stuff. And on that day, we had planned to hit the road for LA. Um, we, we pack up all our stuff. We get in the car. We leave about 1130. We're driving down 36, which is like, a the, the, the U S road that runs through, through town splits superior in Louisville a little bit. Um, we're driving down 36. It is a very windy day. We, we all throughout that day, 
my girlfriend had gone to, to a handful of places to run errands while we were doing the show, one of which was the Costco that burned down to the ground, one of which was the Target that burned to the ground. Um, and then she comes back, and, and, and I was like, how were your errands? And we were talking about how the show went, whatever. She says, it's really windy outside. And I was like, oh, wow, that's, that's an oddity. And then uh, uh, what the, 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 um, one of the neighbor guys, as we were outside, pointed out that, that the wind is going to blow all the trash. It was trash day. That's why like, I, I made a mental note of it. I was like, it's trash day. Trash day, windy day, never go well together. Mm-hmm. Never good at content because the trash just starts blowing everywhere. Yeah. So he makes a joke about how it's so windy and the trash is going to blow all over the yards, whatever. I, I point that out to say, we then get in the car, we leave at about 1130 and we're driving down the road and she turns to me and she's like, look how windy it is. You can see all that dust blowing up in the air. And I look over and there's just like this big cloud of dust that I found out in like 20 minutes later was smoke, that there was a fire like three miles that way that the wind then picked up and started blowing everywhere. And and we're like, get, we're, I, I, I've already told you guys this story off air, but we're, we're, I am on like the last plane out of Saigon, it feels like, because like, as we are, we, we drive down 36, we end up getting on 70. We're going up through the mountains uh, on, on the West side of Denver through like the Vale area and all that. And she's she's on her phone just like following because like all this like her friends are texting her like are are you hearing about these fires now the fires are like it's still like a contained sort of thing it's smaller or whatever but like news is getting out that there's like a fire there's a lot of smoke in the town or whatever she's calling her brother calling her mom all this sort you guys know about these fires they don't know anything about it anyway long story short uh, the the they evacuate the family gets out and and everyone's safe and and sound I I, I their initial report was that. I think everyone is accounted for, but now they're saying they're they're missing. I think like three people in the community that that have not been accounted for, which is is brutal. But uh, I wanted to point that out because uh, I I don't know. It, it like it it was like a surreal moment for me to like like. For, sorry, I I left out the 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 ending of the story. Her brother lost his home. Yeah, that's uh, what I was saying. He needed, there's a GoFundMe, right? Yeah, yeah. She she started GoFundMe, which like I, that's not the point of bringing. It. If you would like to help out, his name is Clayton Porter. His wife's name Heidi. I think you can go search it on GoFundMe, and if you want to help out, do that. But I just uh, I don't know. I I donated anonymously because I I had the whole Larry David moment where I was like I I donated, but then I I was like I don't know if I want my name to be on this donation. But uh, I, yeah, me too. You did? Uh, yeah. I saw anonymous. <laughs> One anonymous donated a thousand dollars, so thank you, Tay. That was great. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> that was me. Um, no, I. Uh, uh, it, it was. It was just like a weird. Uh, I, I don't know. It was. It was a weird. No, I, I mean, it, it's. It's surreal. I mean, I saw it on the news, and then you were like, "That was literally where I just was." And then you know, it's one of those things where it's real when it's close like that. And yeah. I mean, obviously, in Allison, then all the. The family, you know, for that to be that close, I mean, that's insane. And, it was insane. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they, they, her, her brother lost her his entire house in the snap of a finger. Her best friend's family lost their entire house. As I said, there are many, many. Ha- the, the pictures are insane. Like, yeah, they are like, like the whole neighborhoods just completely wiped out. It was the worst fire in Colorado history. They said so. Um, anyway, that was that was. I I just wanted to. I don't know what I was trying to accomplish with that. I guess I don't know if you if you would if if you're so inclined and you do want to help out. Uh, a uh, close family friend. Uh, yeah, there's, there, we we did do the GoFundMe. They 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 think they're going to be made whole with insurance, but right now they have like no. They here here's the bitch of it all is her brother had just finished a re- renovation. Literally, when we were driving out to Indiana, we stopped in Boulder to the the Boulder area to uh uh see them, and we were like, we knew he was renovating his house. We're like, can we come check it out? Yeah. He goes, no, it's not done. We I want to wait till it's done. So we go to Indiana for Christmas. We're then driving back. 
And on Wednesday, the day before the fire, I shit you not, this is this is too perfect to 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 for you to think it's real, but I swear to God it's true. On Wednesday, he texts us that morning. He's like, the renovation's done. Well, you guys are in town. You should come over. That was Wednesday. Thursday morning is the fire. His house is completely gone. And so he pumped like all the money he has into like renovating his house. Now he's like struggling for trying to keep, you know, like trying to like book hotels and like figure out like, I don't know, literally everything. Everything. Yeah. Because uh, I it, think the insurance will, will make him whole, but he's got, you know, that's a pain. But that's a, and it's also a process. It's not like, I mean, the, when you don't have a home, I mean, you're like day to day. I mean, that, yeah. that's why it's, it's so terrifying and horrible. And so, uh, listen, I, I, I didn't mean, I didn't bring it up for that reason. I mean, I, I understand there's, there's, there's a lot of, uh, I don't know, there People of Kentucky, we 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 see you too. The, the tornado blowing through. I just saw that yeah. Kentucky had another bad tornado. So, um, I don't mean to I don't mean to suggest that like this is a bigger deal than anything else going on. That's how I always feel when I talk about stuff yeah. like this. That like don't don't pay nah, attention hate- to that tragedy. Pay attention to this one. They all suck. They're all bad. I I whatever. But uh, I don't know. That one was close to home. So I thought I'd I'd shout out the communities at least. And uh, the fact that I was like kind of there and I saw the fire is it was like dude, is this. Eerie, yeah. Frankly, a mind fuck. So, um, anyway, glad you're safe. And, everything's good. Yeah. Uh, everything's gonna be fine. They're gonna they're gonna figure it out. They're gonna build it back, and and everything will be good. So, anyway, that was it. I just wanted to shout them out. So it's a good shout out, and I think that's a that's a show. The first show of 2022. What's we the, did it. Do we have a Purdue report before we go? Purdue was up last time I saw. I think they were uh, 42 38, 14 14 to play. They're in the driver's seat. They got this. No way they lose that game. No way. No way. No, there, no chance. There is literally zero chance that Brad Davison. There's zero chance that Wisconsin is up by one with 10 seconds left. It's <laughs> an isolation situation. And Brad Davison takes a charge on him. And Mackey Arena throws shit on the floor. The Mackey fans just start throwing shit on the floor because they're so mad at the call. There's no way that happens. Let's make Trash Brothers merch. <laughs> That's a great idea. See you guys.